Sacred Space. So welcome back again to part three of Sacred Space in West Limit 102. My name is John, my name is John Keely. And as promised, um, I'm joined by Father Frank Duick from Newcastle West uh, this morning to share the Gospel Reflection with me. Good morning again, Father Frank. How are you? Very well, uh, John. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming out now, Father. So, Father, as people know at this stage, um, Father Frank leads us in a lovely Lectio Divina session every Monday night, 8.15 to 9.15, in the parish centre in Newcastle West. There's about 20 to 25 there from time to time. And uh, again, Father, from all of us, we want to thank you indeed for that, because it certainly breaks up in the gospel for us. And as you say yourself, the idea is that we apply it to our own lives and see what it means to us. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's my pleasure. I love it. Yeah. So we're going to do it again today. We're going to try a little bit like that today. But before before we read the gospel each week, there's a prayer that we always pray before reading and reflecting on scripture. And as usual, I pray this prayer. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, humbly and attentively. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us, so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed, nor our minds wander. But we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this Father in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. So the Gospel for, for the Sunday is for the second Sunday in Advent, taken from the Gospel of Mark, and Father Frank is going to read that for us this morning. Thank you, Father Frank. Okay, John. The beginning of the good news about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is written in the book of the prophet Isaiah. Look, I am going to send my messenger before you. He will prepare your way. A voice cries in the wilderness, Prepare a way for the Lord. Make his paths straight. And so it was that John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. All Judea and all the people of Jerusalem made their way to him, and as they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, they confessed their sins. John wore a garment of camel skin, and he lived on locusts and wild honey. In the course of his preaching, he said, Someone is following me, someone who is more powerful than I am, and I am not fit to kneel down and undo the strap of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Read the Gospel first, and that again is from the Gospel of Mark uh, for the second Sunday in Advent. So, Father Frank, um, would you like to share some thoughts with us and maybe give us some idea as to how maybe we could take this Gospel to to our own lives this morning? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I think the, the first thing maybe we notice that uh, it is the beginning of uh, Mark's Gospel. Last mm-hmm. last week we were in Mark as well. We went out a bit further. We are now back to the beginning. Um, of of Mark's gospel, and that beginning coincides with uh, the ministry of John the Baptist, whose task was to prepare the way uh, for the coming of Jesus, mm-hmm. the the Messiah. And what Mark does, he he goes back first of all to the Old Testament, 
to the prophet Isaiah, and he quotes that passage, Dear Lord, I am going to send my messenger before you. He will prepare your way. A voice cries in the wilderness. That is uh, refers to uh, the coming of John the Baptist. And I suppose, too, it, 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 putting in that Old Testament reference, that prophecy, uh, is a reminder to all of us that all the whole Jesus story and the coming of the Messiah goes back a long, long way in the mind of God. Mm-hmm. That is very much that God is part of God's plan from way, way back. And um, a thing we should know, too, if we're trying to understand this passage better, is that there was up to 400 years of silence from prophecy. That And the prophet Malachi was the, the last prophet before that. And a long, long silence, up to 400 years. And that's a long wait for an expectant people who are waiting for the coming of, of the uh, Messiah. Yeah. And Mark is the, is the only one of the, of the uh, evangelists who calls his gospel the good news. It's a lovely expression. Yeah, 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 and of course, and of course, it it really is good news, and um, the whole message of Jesus is is good news, and I suppose, like, we can't repeat often enough, John, about the the intensity and the depth of God's love for us. Mm -hmm. His love for us is is absolutely passionate. It's it's one hundred and twenty percent, you know. Plus, it's um. And that that is the great truth of the scriptures. And that is true even when we find ourselves um, doing something wrong. God doesn't stop loving us. And this is something I always say to children. You know, He never stops loving you. He doesn't like the wrong thing. And we need to address it. Nobody's left out. Nobody's left out. He came for mm. everybody. Um, and and uh, not just to a select group or an elite group or anything like that. He came to uh, everybody with that message. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, you, one can lead on then to that, to that word that maybe some of us don't like. Yeah, repentance. repentance. It's a big yeah, word. You see, and the interesting thing, John, to note is that if you search your Gospels, you'll find that Jesus, that, that was one of the first announcements he made as well. Mm. Repent. For the forgiveness of sins. Right. No, we, we, we don't like it because yeah. it brings up the area of sin in our lives and, um, and, and the need for forgiveness of sins. And it's not a particularly a popular message, I suppose, to anyone's ears in any era, mm. you know, because it reminds us of our sin. But very clearly, uh, John puts his finger on it. He said, repent for the forgiveness of sins. And Jesus, more important, Jesus comes along in the same message, repent and believe uh, in the good news, you know. So it's, um, and I know whether, you know, um, maybe that message didn't, wasn't too pleasant to the ears of anybody, but. Because sometimes, I mean, I, I think people take away from that message, you know, repent meaning that therefore I've done something wrong and therefore all, all that's due to me now is punishment. Punishment, punishment. Yeah, yeah. that's all. And it's not there, that's you know, not, it's, yeah. it, that's not the overwhelming message of the Gospels. That, that, that's, that wouldn't be good news no, <laughs> to no. me if we're lined up for punishment. That's right. Um, is that, no, but he, he, the overwhelming message is God's love for us. God wants everybody saved. Mm. 
That's his whole desire. And um, but like he, he and he loves us and, and he expects a response in love mm. from us. Mm. Mm. And it, when it comes to repentance, that loving response has to come in the form of saying, I am sorry, I need your forgiveness. Look at a little child that think. does something wrong mm. that the parent you know, is wrong and the parent isn't happy, you know. Mm. I'm sorry, Mammy, and I'm sorry, Daddy. Yeah, and the yeah. little child, you know, they can be so sorry, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, they, and, and the last thing they want is to think for a second that they'd lose the love of Mammy or Daddy for yeah. this. But that doesn't mean Mammy or Daddy says there was nothing wrong with that. You did wrong, you shouldn't have done it, but we still love you. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't that beautiful way? Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe if we heard that... Even if we share that even amongst ourselves sometimes. Yes. You know, the idea of, look, that person has just forgiven me. Mm. Jesus has forgiven me. But anyway, sorry. And the interesting thing there, John, is, you know, how the people have responded. Like, you know, if you just think about it, like, you know, the, all Judea and all the people of Jerusalem made their way to him. Now, you, John, you were in the Holy Land. Mm-hmm. We were there together, I think. Yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, we drove through by the edge of the Judean desert and it is some wilderness, you know. So why would people go out there? Why would they go out there? And you see, that is the, that's the question. That's one of the core questions that this gospel raises. Like, Now, of course, they're driven by the hunger mm-hmm. of 400 mm-hmm. years of waiting, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they must, clearly from what happened, they went out and they were baptised in the River Jordan and they confessed their sins. So obviously they, they, they must have felt the need of God's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And of course, if God is silent... You know, for such a long period, and they were used to prophecy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's silent for such a long time, then they're wondering: Is God annoyed with us? Is God cross with us? Is, have we lost our connection with God? You know. So I mean, there must have been an element of that there, but the response was remarkable because they flooded out to him. Well, certainly for those people that are having to wait four hundred years, I mean, that's not top of our list either these days. Is that word patience? Oh, either? No, no, we don't like waiting. No, we like it. Yes, to have a gesture, you know, we want the answer to any question or query we have. We want a gesture, not just today. And um, so, but they, but they, they, you know, maybe that's for another time to talk yeah, about yeah. this. But mm. the way God waited patiently for us, mm. and you know, I mean, God, you know. We don't know how many years, like, you know, from the, the, the God waiting for us, but he waits patiently and that's, but doesn't stop loving us. He desperately wants us to change direction. That's what repentance means, metanoia, change of heart. But he, he's, he's so, so patient. Goes, it goes back again to the analogy you gave about the child and the parent. That's right. The mother, the parents are waiting all the time. If only right. the child will come back. All the time. And, um, now, the, the, the world we live in today will say, you know, we talk about... Well, first of all, I should say that when, when they went out into the wilderness, I have no doubt that the people of Jerusalem, the big city, mm. thought of the Judean desert as a God-forsaken place. Mm. I, I don't think I'd be making anything up there to no, no. saying that. God-forsaken. And, of course, it turns out to be not so. No. Because that's where they eventually heard the word of God through John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe a little bit later we can, we can talk about um, where we can, you know, mm-hmm. th- that apply that imagery to ourselves uh, today. But there are, um, uh, there are many forces uh, influencing us today that um, don't promote uh, the, the whole notion of 
the importance of hearing God's word. But they heard God's word in the God forsaken desert. God forsaken verticomas. Except yeah. 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 Yep. And um and today uh, also if if people uh, believe in God and believe in the good news of the gospel and have faith or whatever it is in today's world, they the prevailing culture of today will, you know, acknowledges that, but it wants you to keep it to yourself. Yeah, it's 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 a kind of a private thing, and of course, Christ, the Christian message is never a private matter. The Christian message cries out for expression, not by preaching at people, um, but by Christian living in our everyday day lives, and so the. Today's world is not inclined to hear that message uh, out there in the world, you know, and um, and maybe that's why the notion of wilderness turns up so much uh, in the Bible. I'm sure something you've noted. And you know, people, you know, you were saying that people people aren't too keen on this and so on and so forth. And yet, there are times, even in today's world, in today's church, where we are offered that chance, maybe, you know. To let some of that baggage go, well, that might be in terms of yeah, exactly, you know, and and, and, and you know, we've a good uh, we've a good model to follow, you know, mm. because Jesus Himself went out into the desert for forty days and forty nights, and mm. He fasted and prayed, mm. you know, and he, he making what we call today a retreat, yeah, a long mm. retreat. Mm. Before I was ordained, I did a week long retreat. We did many many retreats in the mm. course of our thing. And the and you remember a time, John, when parishes went on retreats. You know, and you still have it in Newcastle West. Yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah and you were there last yeah, week yeah, when yeah. we went to Artford, yeah. and um, and of course the the attraction of the desert, the retreats, the wilderness. In that mm-hmm. sense, is yes. the attraction is no distraction. Yes, 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 very important. The, the, yes. And, and and an opportunity to look inside our inner selves, and for what purpose do we look inside our inner selves? Two things. One, to identify anything that has pushed God aside in our lives, mm-hmm. which we call sin, mm-hmm. and to identify ways in which we can bring God back more into the center of our lives. That, I would say, is that we address the negatives yep. in ourselves, and there's always a bit, and um, and then the, we, we, we say, well, now, how can I rectify this? And I think, you know, that's what we were trying to do in our first last Saturday, you know, and that's what any retreat uh, is about well, I think especially these days with so many things been 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 thrown at us. Somebody made a comment there recently about trying to get off the medical round. You know, yes. we can go round and round and round and listen yeah. to all the stuff that's going on and try and absorb it all. Yeah, you got us not a chance, or no. I, I don't have a chance to try and meet God either. No, because no, no, no. yeah, mm. and of course the the whole notion of addressing sin in our lives. We touched on it a little bit earlier. There, you know, is not it's not popular uh, today. You know, and it is seen as a negative concept, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but but part of our truth is that we are sinners. Now I don't. There's, mm. there's far more to us than that. Yeah. But but part of our truth is uh, is that we are sinners. And whenever we are sinners, whenever we put ourselves or our own selfishness before God in our lives, whenever forum uh, that takes, you know. And I, I think I mentioned already when people say they've no sin, they've sin. I've never been unkind. I've never been impatient. I've never made judgments on others. You know, <laughs> we don't need to go on. You know, so yeah. I have never given into selfishness or whatever. You know, and um, so I suppose 
like we're struggling a bit today with that. You know, I wouldn't overdo it. There's many, many people addressing it very well. Yep. But we're struggling a bit with acknowledging, first of all, that sin is part of our reality, that there are times when we put ourselves before God in whatever mm-hmm. way. And uh, we're struggling with acknowledging that and coming to God for uh, forgiveness. And um, we, in the past, there were probably too many sins. Yeah, yeah. Everything was a sin, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We must acknowledge that. But today, I think we've gone maybe to uh, another extreme. And Advent is a very good time mm. to address that whole notion of repentance for any... Uh, as I said, this comes from a Greek word, metanoia, which means change of heart. It's an inside we must change, you know. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, change our yeah. heart. Mm. And, as, um, and another way of putting that is turning away from what is not of the Lord in our lives yes yes. turning away from what is not of the Lord in our lives I think is is, is just another way of saying and as as you're aware uh, John the um, you know there'll be confessions of course in every parish church mm-hmm. uh, Christmas mm-hmm. and uh, but there uh, three four years ago the bishop uh, asked us in uh, a few of the parishes to hold uh, confessions and to bring in visiting priests so that people would, some, a lot of people don't like going to a priest they know. Mm-mm-mm. And then that's perfectly understandable. And um, so in Newcastle West on the 16th, Saturday the 16th, we will have what we've had now for a number of years at the request of the bishop, uh, these confessions where people will have a number of different priests and people can come from wherever uh, from half ten to to half three. So that's a, an opportunity um, for us to, for people to 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 uh, to repent, mm. to respond to John the Baptist's message, to respond to Jesus' message, repent for the forgiveness of sins. So maybe just as we close off this little reflection, Father, maybe two things maybe you can speak about. First of all, I want to say thank you very much indeed for for that pa- parish motto you've got this year at Christmas. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, well, I'll tell you no where I got that, you know, Pope Francis uh, uh, set up a, a day, World Day of the Poor. Now, I suppose every day is, is the World Day of the Poor, but he set up a specific edition, and it's not an accident, John. I believe that he did it about four or five weeks before Christmas, just when people are beginning to start the Christmas shopping spree. Yeah. And nobody has any problem with uh, giving you gifts and that, like, but there can be a bit of overspend, you know. And yeah. um, so he set up this World Day of the Poor, and he's a great man for a simple message. And, he, and one of the things that caught my eye in his message for the World Day of the Poor was no waste. Yes. And so we're talking about this, and I said, wouldn't that be a lovely parish motto for Christmas? No waste this Christmas. But, of course, John... No waste. You don't do it to save more money for yourself. No. But the, the poor benefit from the no waste. And I love to think of a family sitting down uh, sometime now, not on Christmas Day, yeah, but yeah, now yeah, when yeah, the yeah, spending yeah. is going on, and children and all, and say, in what ways can we save something this Christmas for the poor and, yeah. uh, and have no waste? It's a sin to waste. I tell you that, that, that <laughs> that's not just a motto just for you know just for Christmas yeah. maybe or sort of just for Advent. And I suppose the last thing, just just one last little reminder now. So, how would you like us to spend the rest of this Advent in terms I'd, of preparation? For yes, I'd, I'd like us to create a bit of space, call it a wilderness or a retreat. Not everyone can go on a retreat, child. No, no, haven't the, no, no. the luxury of that. <clears throat> but uh, create some space in our lives where we do a bit of reflecting. Yeah. 
Sit the modern world, the modern media likes to do our thinking for us. Mm. Sit down there and relax in the city. <laughs> we'll do the thinking for yeah, you. You yeah, know, so yeah. it's um <clears throat> so that we would set aside it could be driving the car or you turn off the radio or whatever. Yeah. Set aside time where we reflect a little bit and say, What is Christmas about? It's about the coming of Christ into our world, Christ our Saviour. And if our advent and spending of Christmas is to be credible, then it that coming of Christ must be reflected in how we prepare. So we're all we're all uh, entrusted by Jesus with the task of bringing him and his message more into the world of our mm-hmm. time. And uh, so that's, there's more Christian living or more focused living. And uh, like things I've been saying earlier, looking inside ourselves and finding the things that have become yeah. barriers yeah. Yeah. To, to, to Jesus in our lives and so yeah. forth. But a, a bit of reflection, a bit of prayer, and it's a wonderful time to consider receiving the sacrament of penance. Beautiful. Give ourselves a chance. Hmm. Father Frank, thank you so much for that. Um, now, at this stage, we might go for a bit of music, a final bit of music just to finish up the programme. And this this morning, I have picked a piece by Enya, and this one is entitled O Come and Come Emmanuel. So let's see this.
Sacred Space.